Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. This is no. Not, this Why is am Amy. I touching my nipple. <laughs> Hi. I'm Amy, and this is Madcap. That was it. I was rubbing my nose. Are you serious? <laughs> Hi. I'm Amy, and this is Madcap. I've been thinking with my gut since I was 14 years old. And frankly speaking, I've come to the conclusion that my guts have for brain. Hey gang, what's going on? This is Nick. This is my lovely wife, Amy. Welcome to Madcap. This is episode number two of this wonderful show called Madcap. If you caught the first episode, Awesome. If you didn't, do me a favor, go back and watch that one first, because this episode isn't going to make any sense at all. <laughs> uh, what we're going to do today is I thought it'd be interesting, since now you've got my story, I thought it would be interesting to bring in my lovely wife, who I explained to you came in as a whirlwind into my life <laughs> and swooped me off my feet. So Amy's been with me through this entire whirlwind and uh, has been here obviously since day one I just found out a couple of weeks ago that I'm bipolar so I thought it'd be an interesting uh, video if we brought her in a because I want you to meet her but also because um, I thought it would be interesting to ask her a couple of questions about what it's like to live with somebody who's bipolar and we'll see now if there's if she's noticed anything I already see the faces <laughs> um, if there's you know if she, what her what her take is on this so uh, we're gonna jump right in. Uh, so hi, wifey. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Madcap. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, so uh, what can we tell everybody about? Let's give everybody a little bit of background into you and me. <laughs> we ex I explained this a little bit in the first episode, but we're going to... Like how we met? Yeah. Like yeah. how it started? Do we, should we just start with all the gory details? <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> well... <laughs> we met on the lovely interweb. On the interwebs. Mm -hmm. On the Tinder. My digital love. <laughs> on Tinder. We are a Tinder success story. Yes, we are. Do you uh, think we were using Tinder the way most people assume people use Tinder these days? Like for hookups? Yeah. You might have. Not me. Simmer down. <laughs> I didn't. You no. told me stories. <laughs> it's another show. I know things. Um, so... So, had you been on Tinder long? No, I, I. you were the first person I connected with and talked to. Very first. So, you'd been on for like moments and I came Literally in and, like the same day. Like, was like three, tag, three hours after. Yeah. So, after so that's true. Up. So, long story short, we met. It is a short story. <laughs> <laughs> short story short, right. Uh, we made on Tinder and um, fall madly in love. Is that true? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. No. Um, we had We're both a, given it to each other. We are two people from relationships. We've had relationships in the past that were um, difficult at times. Mm. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, we we definitely had walls up. Mm -hmm. We had our own issues for sure, and neither one of us was ready to budge mm. towards the other one. So we just kept like. I kept leaving. But yeah, we just kept bumping heads for I kept breaking up over with silly stuff. It's true. So in the span of like a month, I broke up with you like three times. Yeah, that's fair. And then the next month I got pregnant. 
<laughs> You're not leaving me again. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. So within four months, we were pregnant. Three months. Three months, yeah. we were pregnant. Three months. Yeah. <laughs> we were pregnant. We didn't even live together. You you met it's, it's my not, my but... son one time. Right. So Amy has Amy has a or at the time had a sixteen year old. Uh, he's she almost still 18. has him. He's sixteen <laughs> or seventeen. What? He's almost eighteen. He's almost eighteen. Yeah, July. he's seventeen now. He'll be eighteen in July. His name's Cade. Cade is awesome. He also outweighs me by about <laughs> seventy pounds and is about four inches taller than I am. So it's a little scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all true. So, um, crazy for the sake of crazy, we are insane as far as how relationships go or get started. Most people would say, oh, you have to go to, for you. I don't know what the rules are. We don't have any. Mm-hmm. We break all the rules regularly. Um, and it works for us. It does. It's not easy, Mm-mm. but not, no, every relationship's not easy. Yeah. I just think that we packed like three years of getting to know each other into like a month and then all of a sudden we have this family together. Right. And pregnancy doesn't help the getting to know you phase. No. Even post-pregnancy. Right. I still feel like you don't know me. You say that sometimes. Yeah. I say that to you sometimes. Mostly when it's like, do the dishes. And I'm like, I can't do any more dishes. And that's not how it goes (laughs) at all. Um, uh, What kind of show is this? (laughs) What? Um, yeah, so we, anyway, short story short again, we uh, we are married. We got married in uh, June, and uh, and then we had a baby in October, and and this family just kind of works. So we live in the boonies, and we're just making things happen. So, so it's middle of April, <laughs> May, June. So yeah, we're almost, we're like 10 months. Just- we celebrated our year. On December 4th. (laughs) So we had gotten married and had a baby before we knew each other for a year. (laughs) You just got that call. What? You're walking a dog. I have no idea you're doing that. Okay. Okay. Can you check on the babe? Yeah, I I did. Okay. Don't touch anything. I'm not touching You just want to have your fingers in it? You better put this in your video. Not going in there. I love all your supporters. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I might put that part in. My name's <laughs> I hope they can hear that. You know what's so interesting is that it's so bipolar. That's the whole situation. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is so bipolar. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was going to get to is how, what is it like to live with somebody who's bipolar? Now we're going to throw a quick curveball at you uh, mm-hmm. with this tidbit of information. Uh, first, let's go back a step. We have our baby in October, and Amy's concern was, well, what you know, you keep hearing about postpartum depression, and I was already really shaky throughout tough, the pregnancy. It was a tough pregnancy for sure. She was sick the whole time, and like, definitely, sorry, definitely going through it, and um, when. When the baby came out, that's a weird way to say that. When we had, when the baby finally arrived, um, everything all of a sudden seemed fine for a little while. It was like this moment of clarity. Like five days, I kept saying like, oh my God, I feel so strong and I feel so even. I'd never felt the whole pregnancy. My hormones were surging so bad that it 
I just felt crazy all the time. And those five days after I had him for the first time in almost a year, I felt like me again. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think we got real comfortable with that. We were like, oh, great. Yeah. And then slowly but surely. It was on Halloween. It started on Halloween. So the baby's born on the 26th. Amy starts noticing on Halloween. So just a few days later that something feels funny. I'm not okay. Yeah. 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 And then it just kind of ramped up from there. And like Mm -hmm. suddenly it was full blown postpartum depression. Yeah. And I didn't want to take medication because... Because we were feeding. Yeah. I I was breastfeeding. um, But that was causing a problem for me too. I developed this weird, rare uh, disorder um, that my doctor hadn't even heard about. And it's when you're breastfeeding and when the baby latches on and you have the letdown, it's like a feeling of doom goes through your body. It and it was really, Nick could see it on my face every time he would latch on and I would, he'd let down. I would just this look on my face and he saw it every time. It was crazy. You would see this like look of intensity and almost terror mm-hmm. every time she was getting ready to breastfeed. And I feel like that's the kind of thing that can stick after a while. So even yeah. if you got through that, it's like, oh, do you get this anxiety around your child every time that happens? Right. So, okay. so that exists, right? And so we did that for three months. We did that for three months. Three months. <laughs> did you see the look in that face? <laughs> um, so three months and then finally decided, no, something's got to change. Yeah. A lot right. of things had to change. So we kind of and we put our heads together and like, okay, we knew that I had to go to the doctor because I started having thoughts I couldn't let go of. And I kept thinking something horrible was going to happen to the baby and I couldn't be away from him. But being around him caused me stress. So... Um, a lot had to change. And the first one was not breastfeeding. The second one was going to a doctor to get medication. Yeah. Right. And I think the decision that we made was good, but we went to the wrong doctor. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, we went back to the OB. That's a bad idea. Wasn't a great idea. No. Um, and he immediately just said, oh, really? You're feeling that? Well, if you're feeling that, then you need to take this. And the first thing you got was... Zoloft. Zoloft. And I took Zoloft a bazillion years ago as a younger guy and hated it. But Amy took it. Hated it. Hated it. Yeah. Hated it. Wasn't on it for a super long time, but didn't really need to be because it was nasty. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. It did bad things to me. So what happened with that is the Zoloft is an antidepressant at that time. I was just showing signs of severe postpartum depression and anxiety and uh, which I've already had. I've always had anxiety, but I was showing signs of the postpartum depression. So it gives me this Zoloft. And I noticed like a week later, um, Nick and a good friend that I work with both said I was acting manic. And I didn't, I was running into walls. I was, you know, a lot was going on that I didn't even realize I was, I was manic. I didn't realize it. And I I think the word I was using was just like hyper or like intense. You said manic one night. You were like, you're not anxious, you're manic. At that point, I had been doing some research into what was possible Mm. with what was going on with you. And, And those words pop up and it's hard to. It's hard to decide what what's considered manic, especially now. Yeah. When I look back, I think like, oh, everybody misuses that word. But yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So you're right. There was like, there was definitely something some, changed. Like, some serious energy spikes. Yes. And some... the depression was gone suddenly, but I was feeling something really different. So right. I go to another 
doctor. I was going to say, instead of up and down, you were more up, but mm-hmm. there were still waves in it. Yeah. And so it would, like, it would tunnel off and then come back up and you'd spike again and then it would tunnel off. Mm-hmm. But it never went all the way back into depression, so it was weird. It was weird, yeah. But then I decided I couldn't, I tried to call my doctor because I was in a lot of trouble. I had to take a leave of absence from work because I was just in such bad shape. Yeah. Um and so I called the doctor to say, I need to get off these pills. They really weren't helpful. Right. Um, they wanted me to come in and I demanded that they just listen. I just, I don't want to come in. I don't want your help anymore. I just need you to tell me a safe way to get off of this. And a doctor's suggestion was taking a half a pill three days a week when I was on 50 milligrams once a day. So I was like, bet, okay, I'll do that. So mm-hmm. I knocked it down to 20. I actually didn't take it for two days. Yeah, I remember. Because I'm like, screw this. I'm not going to take it. Beep. <laughs> and then, um, but then that put me down like thoughts of suicide were coming to, into my head. And not so much like, oh, I'm definitely going to do no. this. But like, if things were different, if, I could see that happening. Yeah, because right? I can't. It was a feeling of I was trapped in this skin that I didn't recognize anymore right. and I couldn't I couldn't take it. Right. So I go to another doctor and the first thing she asked me is what were the side effects I had with Zoloft and I told her. Um, and then she mentioned the word bipolar disorder and she let me know that people that react to Zoloft with manic episodes, it's a glaring red flag that they are suffering from bipolar disorder. So Hmm. (laughs) five days before Nick, I was diagnosed with bipolar two. Surprise. (laughs) So we are a bipolar couple. Mm -hmm. Soak that one up for a second. (laughs) So, What's funny now is that come full circle, obviously I find out just days later that I also have been bipolar. And now it doesn't mean like all of a sudden we're bipolar. Mm-hmm. It means that we've probably been bipolar most of our lives or a good majority of our yeah, lives. Yeah, I mean, she when she told me that, the thing is, is I've been diagnosed with bipolar before. So like... Doesn't go away. Eight years ago, I went to a psychiatrist and... Um, immediately they, she said bipolar, but she also said PTSD and depression. It was just a long list and I ignored it. And so when I talked to this doctor and she was like, well, what have you been diagnosed with before? Like, where have you been? And I said, blah, blah, blah. And bipolar disorder. And I said, I don't agree with that diagnosis though. <laughs> and she said, well, why? And I told her, and she's like, well, I'm going to tell you, right. you have bipolar disorder because <laughs> they gave you the test and then how I reacted to the Zoloft. And then when I went and talked to a therapist, it just confirmed it. That right. yes. And more I research, I'm like, oh my God, what I thought was normal isn't. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so, so the point of this video today is that now that you know all that and you know that you, she and I are both pretty well versed in what it means to be bipolar. Bi- you got this. Yeah. <laughs> to be bipolar. Um, my questions to you today are now that you're, now that you are, we are able to define specific symptomatics or sim- personality traits or things that we know a person with bipolar has. Now that you've been married to me for a year, can you pick out specific things that I do? Oh, yes. (laughs) I didn't have to finish the question. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
So what are, and let's assume that our audience isn't as well versed as we are. So explain, make sure you like explain a little bit as to why that might be mm-hmm. a bipolar symptom too. So what's the first, what's the most glaring? How you tend to bounce from one thing to another. Like you always feel very restless to me. Like if, whether it's, you know, things you're doing for your creative side, looking for a job, you know, um, eating, you know, healthy. It, it just, everything you do, you go in these like spurts of phases to where like, yeah. oh, and then anything that catches your attention, you like dig your claws in it and yeah. you make it your world. That's true. For like three weeks. Yes. And then it's on to the next thing. Ask how many guitars I own that I yes. can't play. Ask how many times you've moved. Nick moved every year. Every year Nick moved. Every year since I was like 18. Yes. So that was a problem we first started dating is this guy is telling me like, I'm going to finish school and I'm moving away from here. And I'm like, why am I going to waste my time? That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That was a legitimate thing. I know. Um. That's why I got pregnant. <laughs> to keep your ass here. <laughs> so I am super, let's say, sporadic. I, yes. I, I can't stay focused. Oh, that's a good thing. So, so another interesting thing is that I was diagnosed with ADD as a child and actually was one of like the original Ritalin kids. I was on Ritalin for a long time. I remember getting, being taken out of class like throughout the day to take your pill to go to the clinic to take my pill wow and i had to go like two sometimes three times in a day hmm. how much ritalin can a child consume i know can't be good for you no so so that's a that's another funny little tidbit so so my attention has always been terrible mm-hmm. my creative side is awesome because of that because i don't focus on anything else but when i do it's because like i got into something like a drawing or a painting or something and i obsessed I did it until it was done. I'd miss work. <laughs> I'd, I wouldn't talk to anybody. I'd just go into a cave and do this thing until it was done. What, oh, you do have like pretty intense depressive ep- episodes to where you just nearly can't function. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. That's always been true. You tend to kind of crawl into a hole. That's been true. Uh, when you meet, they're not me, very often though. No. You don't have those very often. No, but when they are, they're they're it's in bad. Dark, yeah. It's dark. Yeah, you feel it in the whole house. <laughs> yeah, I suck the air out of the room. I do too. So e- even when it's even when I'm on my good days, no. I suck the air out of the room. No, you add the air to the room on Turn. your good days. Is it an eyelash? Saved your life. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, so right. So normally, if you meet me on a good day, I'm amazing. Life of the party. Everyone loves Nick. Um, I always tell people that if anyone ever came up to me and said they didn't like Nick, I would seriously question what kind of person that is. Because <laughs> uh, everyone loves Nick. And you're just kind of like, you have that. It's And it's a part of it is the Genesic hypomania. That's yeah. True. It is the hypomania that kind of drives you to be that, which is amazing. It's, it's one of my favorite things about you. But there is also, as your wife... There is like a responsibility I have to reel you in when you get too far. And that's one thing I don't want to do. <laughs> Fair. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But it's true. So when you catch me outside, <laughs> um, I, uh, I am. I'm, I'm, and sometimes I definitely am like not shy. 
let's put it that way. I'm, I'm all over the place and I have no problem saying anything to anybody. And uh, sometimes the filters are just gone. There's no filter. Sometimes I'm good about it though. Mm. I'm really like my mom and I love you mom if you're watching this. Uh, my mom used to call me Eddie Haskell. Eddie Haskell was a character on this show back in the day called <laughs> Leave it to Beaver. Uh, Leave it to Beaver was this old black and white show. Basically, there's this kid named the Beave, right? And he's got an older brother named Wally. And Wally had a friend named Eddie Haskell. And Eddie would come to their house all the time. And he would always, every time the parents were around, he was always like, Hi, Mrs. Cleaver. <laughs> what a lovely dress you're wearing. I was that guy. Yeah. Because as soon as the parents were gone, he was the first guy getting everybody in trouble. He was always up, you know, up to something. And that was always me. I was always like so good at putting on that that smile and being being kind of swarthy, swarthy, mm. swarthy. Um, and but as soon as as soon as that came off, I was immediately like mm-hmm. burn things, which happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah. So it's funny that that is something that you notice because I definitely go through these dark spells. Also followed by He's really my high spells, my outside stuff, and I'm I'm good at covering up my dark stuff, even when it is dark. I still can go out there and like wear the veil, mm-hmm. and yeah, better than anyone I've ever known. Yeah, I can't do that. I learned way early on as a young kid who was really, um, what's the word? I was insecure. Mm. Came from family. You just and, learned a way to work through that by just being right. like the personality. So, bl- like right. Blaring. So like being the class clown and getting the laugh and being able to like turn on the charm at the drop of a hat was the way that I survived. And because um, I was never tough. Um, I wasn't the ugliest kid ever. You're not ugly at all. I'm ugly-ish. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, but so definitely, yeah, that's uh, that's something that I learned how to do. So even when I wasn't feeling good, I could fake it. Um, and that's a that's an interesting quality to have. I think I think that I don't know how different I would be if I had somebody had said, "Hey, learn how to deal with your problems. Don't cover them up with humor." But I don't know. I'm okay now, I guess. No, I think it benefits you. Yeah. I think it benefits you now. Because then you get someone like me who doesn't know how to cover it up and I just wear it all on me. Right. I wish I could just turn it off. Although I, d- I do when I have to work. Like when I work with clients, so I, I have to be on my A game. That's the only time I'm able to turn it off. But I think it's because when I'm working, I'm so far outside of myself and kind of in in the mud with my clients that it's not about me. That I think that's what help, That's mm-hmm. why I can turn it off. What would you say, so something I mentioned in the first video too was that there's this spectrum for Mm -hmm. bipolar and mania and hypomania and there's different levels of all of these things, right? So each of these, each of these different diagnoses has this whole range of things that you can have or not have and um, intensities, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And when you compare what Amy has versus what I have, my symptoms look significantly more mild in comparison. Mm-hmm. So when Amy has a, a moment, I get a lot of times she's like, I don't want to put on that show right now. I just want to chill out. I just want to like be able to get away from stuff and, mm-hmm. and just do me. Whereas 
I'll sit like a lump in the middle of things and still be there and just bring the rest of the room <laughs> down. Um, but yeah, so that's a, so, so it's not like, it's not like we just have the same thing. It's not like we both have the flu. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's more like. It's much different in us. Right. It's so significantly different mm-hmm. in each person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once again, you're not alone. Um, and, uh, okay. So can you think of a third thing that you definitely notice while married to me? Spending. Ew. Yeah, that's true. I thought of a different one, but yeah, okay, let's go into that one first. Yeah, you spend a lot of money. Yeah, I'm terrible with my money. Mm-hmm. And that is a, um, that is, that's, that's true in all kinds of people. A yes. lot of people aren't good with their money, but it is a glaring symptom of somebody who has bipolar disorder. Um, yeah, I don't even have to go any further into it. Yeah, it's no, true. I just, um, money is interesting. It just kind of, I'm as sporadic or impulsive with my money as I am with literally everything else in my life. Um, so I'm now that I recognize it and know we've spent the last couple of months anyway, trying to like learn how to adjust to that a little Mm -hmm. bit. Amy's been better with money than I am. So she's my new financial advisor. (laughs) (laughs) Basically I just give it all to her and then she, I tell him how much he can spend. It's fair. It's fair. (laughs) What else? Um, I've got one if you don't. You go. Eating. Oh. My eating habits are horrendous. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. You'll see a pattern in all of this stuff. Um, I go through periods of like intense, like I'm going to be healthy and run three miles a day. You, you really do it. Like he really sticks to it. You, you do the deal. Right. It's been hard now. It's been hard. I've wanted to a couple of times, but because of the new baby and stuff. I think it's a new baby and just we're under so much pressure. You just don't stress. have time. Even when you try to make time, there's no time. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You have to like wake up at like four o'clock in the morning to make time. Right. I already was like, oh, I'll wake up at... F- the baby's been waking up pretty regularly at six. So I'll wake up at five and that buys me an hour to do yoga or meditate and maybe go for a run. And I get up at five by five. I forget that there's prep time Mm -hmm. and just getting up and dragging your butt around to do something else. And by the time I even start, all of a sudden I hear in the distance (laughs) and then that's it. And it's over. And now all of a sudden I'm feeding and holding a baby or Amy's doing it and she's upset that she's awake and there's sheets flying everywhere. And um, it's just, it's just hard. And then you try to do it at night. You tell yourself you're going to do all that stuff at night. You're never and you're exhausted by the end of the day. By 7 yeah. o'clock, you don't even want to make dinner. You just want to sit on the couch mm-hmm. and like stare at your phone and put we on... Have ice cream. Oh, yeah. We're doing that. Oh. Yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> um, which is why we're going to wrap this up uh, pretty shortly. Can you think of anything else? No. I think those, for me, those were the three like glaring... Like when you told me, so I was just diagnosed with bipolar 2. I was like... That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's just a milder version than what I have. But what I have too is wrapped up. I'm still struggling with postpartum depression. Right. So I'm still struggling with the postpartum stuff and having a baby and, you know, all the weight I gained in that pregnancy and then I'm yeah. trying to get it off and, you know, just. It's too much. It's a lot. It's to a deal lot. With all the it's a lot for someone like me who takes a lot of pride in the way that I look and the way that I carry myself, and it's been very humbling. Yeah. Beyond humbling, the most uncomfortable thing I've ever felt, without a doubt. And I'm in so I feel like I'm in such a deep hole in it that I don't know how to climb out. 
That's how a lot of us feel. Mm-hmm. Even even though I know that my severity is not, that my symptoms are not as severe as hers, it doesn't make my depression any less difficult no. to get out of. No. When you're deep, you're deep, right? Yeah. And so... Um, I think yours too, you, you keep a lot of yours internally as to where I'm opposite. I'm like, I try to keep it internally and then I bust at the seams. I feel like, I feel like it's a blessing that mine are less intense because it gives me the opportunity to suppress them a little bit when things are necessary for me to be like when I'm, when I'm needed elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So when Amy's breaking down and Cade's having a moment and the baby's losing his mind and there's you know, dinner to be made and stuff that needs to get dealt with. Nick does that. Do I? You do. I love you. I love you. So I hope I'm doing that. But also at the same time, I do know that like I'm suppressing something. And so if I don't do something else after that to like release, it just becomes that like powder keg, right? Like you're a ticking time bomb at some point and then you blow up. Mm-hmm. We have blowouts pretty regularly lately. We do. Free. Yeah, it's tense. But they're more regular. Yeah, it's tense. It, it is. When we're both having it at the yeah. same time, we can't help it. So we have these like all out, like, you know, so there's somehow a cat gets thrown. We don't even have a cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but then, you know, within three hours, we've talked it out mm-hmm. and we're back to I love you and, and it just is what it is. And so. And in our defense, though, those big blowout fights, we've had three of them in our entire relationship. Relationship has only been like six weeks. I know, long. <laughs> but still, um, it's not all. You know, it's no, just no, yeah. it's just us being so close to each other and trying, both of us trying to find our way. I wasn't it. saying that to say that we have problems. Everybody's got problems, but like, I was saying that because we recognize at the end of the day that each of us has our own bag. Mm-hmm. That's a rather large bag to carry, and so. Sometimes you just got to let it out. And ultimately what happens is you let it out on the people that you're closest to because they're the easiest ones. You're comfortable around them. You have mm-hmm. no problem dropping F-bombs and throwing things and like letting it all go because that's the person that like, A, you probably won't pay for it like you pay for it with somebody yeah. else, right? There's yeah. less consequence. But also like, it's just what we do. It's what we do. You kind of crap on the people that are closest to you because you know they probably will hopefully still love you at the end mm-hmm. of it all. Um, and so again, you probably can relate to one or two or all of these things that we've talked about in one way or another. What, as a final thought, what is the one piece of advice that you would give to somebody, whether they also have bipolar disorder or not, to somebody who's either in a relationship or married to somebody who is Mm. bipolar? What's that one piece of advice? Patience. Patience and understanding. How hard is that? Um, I can't do it. <laughs> you do but it. It. Is, it is good advice. And I mean, that's what, that's what. Do I do it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, when I'm extra crazy, you kind of get in the ring with me. It's always personal. You know what I mean? It's never yeah. like nobody fights and they're like, oh, you're a poop head. It's always like, <laughs> you, you did this six months ago and it really hurt me. Oh, I was just going to say things like, you have small ears and your <laughs> nose is ugly and blah. I would never say those things to you. It's because I, I do have small ears, actually. You do. Uh, it's just because I have a huge head. Your baby has small <laughs> ears, too. And a huge head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. So, anyway, we just want to, we're going to shorten, we're going to go ahead and close this off today. But we wanted to, A, 
let you meet Amy. Hi. <laughs> and also, just kind of like give you more insight. Um, I think what we're going to start doing going forward, I don't know if Amy's down. I haven't even posed, posed this to her yet. But at least for me, and hopefully if Amy's interested, we're just going to start doing these updates constantly. I don't know how regularly, but we're just going to do them all the time and post them to YouTube and put the recordings out for our podcast and just kind of go over what's happening, what things we're doing right now that may be beneficial, something else that we might have learned or... Um, how the meds are working out for oh, me. Yeah. And you, but have you told... Have you, you've decided not to take meds. Right. That's a good point, actually. I did. I mentioned it in the first one. I decided not to take meds. Amy's on meds. I'm on two meds. Again, hers, her whole level of symptoms is significantly higher than mine. Mine seem more manageable with uh, more just structure, right? Like change in diet, change in habits, eating habits, exercise habits, um, and also focusing on things like yoga and meditation and, you know, self-care. Um, whereas some things feel more out of control for Amy. And so we are, we've decided that, you know, this is the right route for her. So again, you could be on either side of the spectrum. So it's actually a benefit that I have Amy here with us as well, because now you get to see two case studies instead of just one. Um, and we're going to start bringing in more people. We have friends that are willing to come out and talk to you. And I'm going to start introducing myself to all kinds of people in the next couple of months and really just kind of get people who are interested to talk to you guys and just kind of get an all-around opinion. If you're out there and you're interested in talking to us or sharing your story, uh, reach out to us. Um, I've got an uh, email set up already, madcappodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Say what's up. Um, of course, since we're on YouTube, do us a favor. Uh, add some comments, hit the little like button if you dig this video, share it with your friends, uh, do us a favor and also subscribe to Madcap. We would definitely appreciate that. If we can get to, I think you have to get to 100 subscribers and then we can actually get our own personalized URL. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, but that'd be awesome too. I know 100 people. We can do that. 100 people that are on YouTube? That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Right. So we'll get But them. I do think things are moving from Facebook to YouTube. I'm actually thinking they, about they closing be. down my Facebook altogether. Facebook is stressful. It's just like, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just shut up. It's another episode. <laughs> um, so again, uh, check us out on Twitter, you, uh, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, oh, our podcast is officially out now. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, and... So excited. We finally got our shows on Spotify. So our podcast is now available on Spotify. If you haven't checked out the other show, you can always check out Ghost Riot Radio. You'll see this guy logo, this little logo in the back. Um, Ghost Riot Radio is like the umbrella for all of this stuff. So uh, without that, none of these other shows would have ever happened. So go check that out too. Hit subscribe on that channel as well. We're going to bring that back soon. We're, it's all music and entertainment. You'll love it. It's also how you picked me up. Was the first thing you told me that you have a podcast? <laughs> I was like, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> and then, it, and then I show you a studio and all my yeah, gear. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And all these musicians that I hang out around. The next day, you had JT Brown on, so you were like, "Get ready to drop your panties." <laughs> it worked, <laughs> guys. That's the end of our show for today. Thanks so much for watching us. We certainly appreciate you again. My name's Nick. This is Amy. That was Madcap. Again, don't forget, you're not alone. Give us a shout. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye.